What's up, Collectiverse? Episode 8, this is Richard Collectro. We've got the three amigos here today. Unfortunately, Johnny can't make it. He's got man flu. Um, he's probably watching Dragon Ball Z reruns and eating spaghetti oops and getting tended to on hand and foot. Hope you get well soon, mate. And Chris is not going to be with us for a couple of episodes. He's got to spend a bit of time with family and he's also been locked away in Arkham Asylum, so we hope he gets out soon. Um, we're going to talk today, four topics, good ones, and we've got two people with me today. We want to get introduced them first. We've got Ian from the ID Collect series, fresh from Stanley's Comic Con. You all right, mate? How's your legs? Yo, guys, what's up, man? I'm feeling all right, but let me tell you something. I am getting old as shit because it seems like these <laughs> cosplayers get younger and younger, and I get older and older, but I don't know, man. My legs are killing me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry, this week we don't have um, Regina, she's uh, doing a one-woman show on the West End. So what we have today is the Rick Roster himself, the rogue one, Mr. Rick Shaw. How you doing, mate? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I think Regina told me she kind of picked up an STD somewhere along the way, so I don't know if she's going to make it back for a while. But uh, I'm here in her place, so that's good. Well, I, I really, it was a good episode last week, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. The standing you got from me, um, he actually took Regina out after the show, so maybe that's where she got the STD from Zerik. So, um, Zerik sounds. Zerik said he had a really good time, and he hopes he can come on next year. But he's actually pretty famous now. He's getting offers from all over the place, country files, stuff like that, to do some um, some stuff. So I've had to get a few lawyers in to do a prime one. But do you know what? He says that Zerik loved it, and Zerik be back. Well, hey, I think I actually, I think. I think I saw him on like forensic files or something the other day. I'm pretty sure. Z Rick. It was probably it was probably crimes unsolved or something. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever seen I don't think I've ever seen anything like Z Rick before, to be honest no, with you. It was crazy. <laughs> I ate my Halloween costume. Before we get into the first topic, I wanna to ask the guys, um we've not done this before, but I wanna start doing this. Guys, what have you got coming in in the next couple of months, statues, figures wise, and um, we'll start with Rick. Yeah, um, I actually got quite a bit coming. I went on a uh, selling trading spree, um, decided to do I think they call it trimming the fat. Um, so I had to get rid of some stuff, um, sell some stuff. I've got some uh pieces coming in. I had to get rid of my Akuma to pay for um Sideshow was having a deal. They were having like a I guess it's like a spectacular deal. And they had the uh, Bebop and Rocksteady um, combo for like 150 off and free shipping. So it was like a super good deal. And I've been looking at them for a while. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to sell something now. So I um, had to get rid of my Akuma in order to pick that up. So I got that coming in on Monday, um, which is tomorrow. And then um, I had ordered way back a long time ago. I had pre-ordered the um, link on King of Red Lions from First Four Figures. And I'm getting it on Tuesday. And then part of my trading, I'm picking up a Captain America Allied Charge on Wednesday. So I have four statues coming in in the three-day span. Um, and so that's, hey, you've I'm got excited another, you've got about that. One, you've, got another, you've got another one going out next week, mate. What you got going out next week? You're, you're, you're selling a statue to someone um, in the group, I've heard. You're, giving, you're, you're selling off um, Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. I believe um, there's a gentleman. His name's uh, Richard Melbourne. And I think he's getting an Ant-Man. From me, so I did sell that too. <laughs> that is going in front of that big thing behind me, so I can't wait to get the XM Ant Man. That's going to be yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, some, some not it's not revered like some XM pieces, but I, I really love the classic Ant Man, so I can't wait to get that. I'm just trying to figure out what to creatively to do with the ants. I'm thinking about having them going up the wall somehow. I'll figure that one out. Um, to be honest with you, hey, to be honest with you though, when you say I've got an Ant Man, that does sound like a venereal disease. 
<laughs> you, you say it's going up. I don't, what's it going up? Well, if Zerix's involved, it could be anything. Well, I wanted to say I wanted to say one more thing before we move on. Um, I actually did sell a piece to Johnny too. He's getting uh, my my Iron Patriot maquette. I'm shipping it out tomorrow to him. So, yep. I actually saw that. I saw that yesterday. Um, Forbidden Planet, which is like a website that sells collectibles, they had um, the Iron Patriot maquette as well. There, um, it was like behind bullet. It was hilarious because the Iron Patriot was behind bulletproof glass, and Thanos was literally there to throw around and juggle mm. with. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Ian, have you got Ian? You got Ian? You got anything coming in the next couple of months? Or you know what? I I'm at a crossroads right now because do I finish out my Star Wars line and get the Django Fett premium format, or do I just start my Court of the Dead collection and get Cleopsis? I don't know which way to go. I can only afford one of those statues right now. So I've done a review on the Django Fett premium format. It's an amazing piece, and that will complete my Star Wars collection until the new ones come out. Uh, I do have uh, Captain Phasma on pre-order, but it's still a good while before she comes out. But what do I do? Do I finish it out and get Django Fett? I love the statue, but I don't love it as much as Cleopsis. And well, I if have I buy a... Cleopsis... That's going to start something, a whole new realm for me. Get it? It's going to start <laughs> a whole new collection line for me. So I don't know. Do I finish up what I start, what I have right now, or do I move on to something else? I could really use your guys' help. So in the comments below during the show, let me know. To be fair, Cleopsis also sounds like a venereal disease. It does. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was when when I went to the wife and I said, "Hey, I think I'm ordering Cleopsis." She's like, "Don't you already have it?" <laughs> she, did she go? Yeah. Can I have? Did she go? Yeah. Can I have rice with that, please? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I got I got an opinion. Ian. I got an opinion on that, Ian, because uh, you may have noticed I have a shard premium format for trade. So just saying. If you have anything you want to trade, plug right here. Rick's, tra- Rick's, Rick's trading so much that next week he's going to be literally sat there in fucking naked just in his beard. Because he's literally trading his life away. Rick's going to trade it, but then he's going to want it back after you get it. Maybe. I have so many empty spots I'm not even opening that, man. I'm just going to fucking send him straight back because Rick will, I literally know Rick will be like, yeah, can I have him back? <laughs> Yeah. Next week, Rick's going to be like, hey, Richard, I know I sold you the app, man, but is there any chance I can get it back? I can get it back, yeah. I have so many I have so many empty spots now in my boxes. It looks like I sold everything is what it looks like because everything I have seems like it was getting shipped out the door. So, yeah, it's like a regroup for me. So it's going to look a lot different in a couple weeks. I got to be honest with you, though. This decision of you know finishing out and getting Django Fett and then or getting Cleopsis it's bothering the shit out of me like it's really bugging me some I even wake up in the morning and I'm like is today the day I make the decision you know I, I don't know what the hell to do but I, <laughs> I, I, I seriously think you need to stop thinking about that start thinking about getting some more business in for Collectiverse you fucking bum anyway oh, don't, even worry. <laughs> hey, don't even worry about that do not worry. We've got a lot of things going on behind the scene right now that people don't know about. And I'm very excited in the next few months to let people know about this. But I'm going to keep quiet about it right now. But we've made a lot of contacts, a lot of business partnerships. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So you'll be hearing from uh, about these you know, new business partnerships soon. So stay tuned. To be fair, I don't even know about this, so it just smells like more work and trouble to me, but we'll see. 
Right, um, first, first topic today, we're going to talk about something that me and Ian did yesterday. We're going to talk about a bit of a, a Comic-Con roundup. We know Chris was at um, Oklahoma as well, but it's a very small con and he's not going to be here today. So we're really going to talk mainly about MCM London Comic-Con, which I went to um, as press and it was an amazing event. And we're going to first talk about Stanley's LA Comic-Con, which I know is a really big Comic-Con over there. So Ian, tell us about what you saw. Tell me about um, the people that you met. Tell me about how you got around, uh, how you got on with footage. I know you had a cameraman with you, which I was so jealous of because I literally had to do everything. I was like bloody him and Mary Poppins trying to do all the bloody pissing instruments at once, trying to interview people, trying to check out girls. You know what I mean? It's just too much to do. I needed just another person to free me up so I could literally go around perving. So no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you said that you wanted another person with you, and first off. When you guys see this footage, you're going to see somebody you probably haven't seen before with me, and he was wearing a Collectorverse shirt. And he's the new member of our Collectorverse team. He's not always on the show with us. He's not always on camera with us, but he's definitely a part of us, and he's working behind the scenes. And his name is Chris Moret. So I know there's a lot of Chris's out there lately. I wanted I wanted to nick, give him a nickname. Uh, I wanted to call him Bongo, but... He didn't want to go for that. He's all, no, please call me Chris. So when you see him on the video, just uh, just go. realize that he's, hey, this guy is a very stand-up guy. He helped me a lot. Uh, he didn't have to, and he took his whole weekend just to hang out with me and uh, do the footage. And let me tell you something. He was a shark with the cosplayers. Like, he was chasing them down, and they were trying to run as fast as they could, but he was faster than them. <laughs> So, I thank God, because all the footage of the, the crazy ladies is all from him. I had nothing to do with it. Just throw it out there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so well, he's definitely, on the, he's, he's definitely on the right team. Yeah, so... <laughs> so Ian, try and yeah. act serious now. T- tell me some actual details about no, the con. Not, not, so, not just what you filled up with. Come no, on. I got you, I got you. <laughs> So first off, I want to say thank you to Ashley from uh, Legendary Precious Metals. If you guys haven't heard of this company yet, they are definitely on the rise. They have the, the best booth at Stan Lee Comic Con. Now what they are is they're a coin collecting company. Okay? And they're just starting to get into Marvel movies where they make coins uh, out of the Marvel, book, the Marvel characters. The, first, the one that they had there was a $275 silver metal Spider-Man coin. And it's really cool because the artwork on the coin actually lifts up off the coin. And it comes, it comes graded just like you would see a CGC comics. They would look really good with display statues and dis- in your display room, even on the wall. Uh, when I talked to the guy, he handed me a coin that was about the size of my hand. And he said, hey, how much uh, money do you think you're holding there? I was like, ah, maybe a couple thousand dollars. He goes, try again. He's like, that's $30,000 in your hand right there. I was like, holy, holy smokes. Their line was wrapped around the building. So watch out for these coins. These coins are going to have a big impact in the collector community, and I think people are going to love them a lot. The next, I want to say thank you to Dan for at Kotipakuya booth. Guy was unbelievable. I got to talk to him for about 30 minutes about Kotipakuya uh, happenings. And he was really gracious to give me his time. I know he was really busy. But, uh, Dan, you're going to be hearing from me soon. I know that we talked a little bit about the award show. So hopefully we can uh, do some business moving forward. Now, there was a lot of 
artists there in Artist Alley that I absolutely fell in love with. I don't know if you could see it here, but I wanted to display this even though it's not framed. It is a Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, print, and this was done by Alex Inguez. This guy works for uh, Lucasfilm as a freelance artist. His art was amazing, and he's going to be signing up with Collectorverse. Another thing that I noticed that I saw that was probably the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life is this book called The Shadow People Are Here. Now, what you do with this book is you download an app on your phone, and then you roll your camera on your cell phone over the pictures, and pictures pop up out of the book. Pictures that you don't see with your eyes, but you can see with your camera. And let me tell you, when you do this, it is absolutely the scariest thing I've ever seen. And the author of this is Nathaniel Ocelo. So check him out and see what he has to offer. He has multiple books. Uh, I want to thank Rob Liefeld for talking to me for a good five minutes and make everybody else wait in line. Got, to, got a chance to talk to him a little bit about Collectorverse and what we're doing. He absolutely loves it. And uh, he looks forward to seeing our award show, so we're going to have to give him a shout-out on that award show. I want to thank The Comic Bug for giving me a good 15, 20 minutes. Now, The Comic Bug is an organization that takes uh, amateur comic book artists and comic book writers and brings them together to push the new comic books out. Really great organization helping the amateur community gain access and gain uh, publicity through their website. So we're going to be working with them as well. And one more, one more thing I want to, or one more person I want to say thank you to is the Vocademy. They're a 3D printing art school. Now this art school, you can just walk into the art school. There's no fees. There's, there's, there's uh, no membership fees or anything. You just walk in and they'll teach you how to use 3D printing equipment. Unbelievable. It's a nonprofit organization and they're really just there to help people out. So check them out. Now, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people. I think I have 56 business cards that I have to go through and do the emails next week. But uh, I look forward to showing everybody the new information. And, hey, we're going to have some partnerships for sure. So let's, uh, let's keep, keep moving. Richard, what did you see, man? Because I could talk – honestly, I could talk all day about this. I met so many great people there. It was just fantastic. What sort of stuff you saw there? What sort of celebrities you met? Um, if you met any sort of celebrities, um, you were there, you were there early, weren't you? So basically, you um, you saw before people came in. I remember you sent a picture of like the queue. It was pretty huge. Yeah, I got to I got to go in before everybody else did. In fact, I've got a good shot of the whole crowd running at me. It looks like an avalanche of people that's going to knock me over. Uh, as far as people that I met, I met the uh, writer from The Crow. Uh, which was really cool. Uh, Rob Liefeld, uh, basically just a bunch of you know people that are up and coming. Uh, as far as celebrities, they're really hard to get to. I mean, the Comic Con kept people so far away, and the security team behind them uh, or in front of them actually it was almost impossible to get through. So really difficult. I tried to work as much magic as I could. Uh, almost got kicked out a couple times. In fact, one of the security guards came up to me and he's like, "You have a choice right now." I said, okay, what's the choice? <laughs> He's like, I can either take your badge or you can move back. I was like, I think I'll move back. So it, it got a little testy <laughs> test at times. Actually, I knew I could take the security guard if I had to. But I knew I was representing the Collectiverse and I didn't want to go that far. 
But uh, as far you know, The Rock did show up, but he had a security team around him. That I, I didn't think The Rock needed a security team. You know what I mean? He's the freaking Rock. He could <laughs> he could do whatever yeah, he wanted. Probably. Come on. But uh, you know, I was really disappointed actually in the celebrities. To be honest with you. Um. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was as well. I was as well. I mean, uh, this. I, f- I don't know if you're going to turn up to these things. You need to really let actually mingle with the people. Don't just turn up and sit behind your security team and say no to everything. I don't. I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? You're just people. I know that you've you've been on TV or you've been on films and stuff like that, but it's just I don't know why you turn up to these things for the appearance fee. Fair enough, but if you're going to turn up, turn up. Because you know what, the smaller celebrities and fair play to them, the smaller celebrities who were not like The Rock and stuff like that and Anthony Mackie, they put the time in, like, for Cast of Red Dwarf. I love Red Dwarf from a kid, being a kid. It was one of my favourite shows when I was little. And they were so good with everybody. They were great. They were, I mean... And Julian Glover. I'm trying to, Julian Glover, who basically was in Star Wars, he was in Game of Thrones, and where I know him from was he played Walter Donovan in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And I was like, he was there and like, no one wanted to talk to him. And I was like, do you know who this man is? Seriously, do you know who he is? And I just went and talked to him and it was like, to hear stories about Sean Connery, Harrison Ford, about Star Wars. And I'm like, people do not understand who this man is and the stories he has. I would rather spend an hour with him than 20 minutes with The Rock. Seriously, because it was like, literally, the man had so much knowledge of stuff. Um, I, I, it was a big day for me. I got up at half past, I went to bed at half 12 because I was doing a lot of work for the Collectiverse the night before. I got up at half past four. My train was at six. I had to drive 30 minutes to get to the train station, leave the the car overnight uh, all day. I got the train to Sheffield and I got the train from Sheffield to London. I got to London for about half past eight. Um, I was in first class, but I got in first class and they went, yeah, the Buffy car's closed and also there's no wireless today. I was like, well, this is going to be a fucking first class journey, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so I got to London about half past eight. I had to get the tube to bloody Tower Bridge and then tube, another tube, which is, if you've ever been on the tube in which you aren't, is basically, there's loads of different lines, but they're on different levels of depth, basically, underground. So you have to walk about half a mile between each line. Um, and I had to get another tube to another place, and then I had to get an overground train to another place, and then I had to walk to the Excel. So it was about, I got there about half past nine. And I got there, and I walked in to the east entrance, which is the pl- entrance where all the people go in, and the guy's like, you press, now you have to walk to the west entrance. And the Excel set is a big place, and they won't let you walk through, so I had to walk all the way bloody round. So by the time I got in, I was like, Jesus Christ, just give me my press pass and let me in. Uh, so I got in. Uh, went to the press press office and um, put, my, put a bit of my shit in there because I was knocking people over with my monopod. Um, and I was walking around and getting some good footage and I was like, this is not that busy. I'm like, I thought this would be busier because people start letting people in at nine. Uh, and I didn't really read that, yeah, they let the priority people in at nine if you've paid for priority, but like the normal people come in at 11. So about quarter to 11, I was like, I'd seen one side and the other side. I'd done bits and bobs. And I was like, what's this big warehouse bit? I walked in and there was just a sea of people. Literally a sea of people waiting to get in for like 11 o'clock for the general admission. And I was like, oh shit, it's about to get busy. Um, and then, they, then like you, as I was walking up, they literally let them all in there. And I just saw all these cosplayers and people in the most craziest outfits run towards me. And I have seen some stuff. Seriously, I feel like 
I'm a war veteran or something like I need to get sit on someone's couch and talk about it because I have seen I don't know Comic Con is the only place where you can literally take a sword that's twice as big of you big as you into it or you can wear nothing literally nothing I swear down I was like some some people out that that were like talking to me and stuff like that I'm like so I do do I tip you what 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 happens because literally I was like. And it was hard because I had a press pass, I had a Collectiverse t-shirt on, hoodie on, and I looked really official. I had the microphone and everything. Um, I was carrying this. So basically, I looked quite official, but you still felt like a perv going up to girls that were wearing pretty much nothing. I don't know how they didn't get arrested walking in public like that and going, can I film you, please? Please can I film you? I swear it's, <laughs> it's not for my own personal use. Uh, but you, you felt weird. You, know I mean? you still felt like a perv. I reckon if, I had a ca- if I'd had a cameraman with me and there was two people, I might have been able to get away with it a bit more because it was just me and pretty much a GoPro mount. Like, literally, I was just walking around going, uh, can I film you? It's not because you're wearing no clothes. Yeah. I was like, it's because you respect their art. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, there was hey, there was a few times where me, me and uh, Chris, we couldn't. There was no way we were going to get their shot. They were just, it, they were like twelve year olds, man. I couldn't come up, go up to them and say, "Hey, excuse me, you know, I know you're not wearing anything, and I, I really want to get a picture of you." It, it, just, <laughs> it, it felt, it felt gross, man. It didn't feel right. So there was a couple, couple times that we got some good pics, but. The majority of the time, if they look too young, we just stayed away from them, man. I didn't. I don't. I don't need that trouble, man. But I, well, to be fair, it was it was a weird day. I got a lot of footage of actually walking through the event and the stalls and and stuff like that. I got a bit of an interview with the guy who had the DeLorean, which was a, a, a childhood dream for me. A childhood dream for me to see one of those things in real life, and I was going to actually get a photo took in it, but. I had a backpack and there was so much stuff to take off and I was like, yeah, I can't be bothered to do all that. I'm, I've got it on film. And I got a bit of an interview with him and, the, and I was telling Alex from Rad Titan actually, this thing, it cost 70 quid and do you know what? This thing was amazing. It was because literally I could turn it on and go interview, talk to someone and just sync it back up later and it was a really good tool to have actually. So I got a couple of interviews but the highlight of my day, which everyone probably knows, I didn't even know about, I I went offline for about six hours filming and I went in the press office and put the iPad on and I was like, I'll check the website's still standing, that everyone's not burnt it down while I've been gone. Because literally every time I go offline, something bad happens. So basically I checked the website, it's fine. Checked my Facebook and Alex was like, oh yeah, Thanos, blah, blah, blah's there. And I'm like, what? Uh, here i'm like where i've not seen them i've not seen a sideshow booth and i i i was looking for a sideshow booth i was and i thought well sideshow must be here and and i messaged um sideshow and said where are you here because i can't find you but as that happened literally after i messaged them i was walking past the press office and i saw zavi and i just saw carnage and i was like that's carnage i was like oh, shit, yeah it must be there and there's the sea parted like it was literally like a religious experience the sea of people parted in front of me and he just appeared in front like a god. Literally, it was like, <laughs> And he just, like, the soul just got sucked out of me. Like, my, my statue-collecting soul just literally just went, like that. And, oh, my God. I was there for seven hours. I think I spent an hour and a half with Thanos. 
And I wasn't even, I, literally, I was like, I was in a strip club, I was throwing ones at him and shit, I was like, was feeling him up, I was like, taking his arm off, I was, I was like, they did not understand what they had, they did not understand what they had, they were all out, they, they didn't even put Jane Foster's costume on properly, the, 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 the skirt thing was just laid next to her and the thing that covers her upper crotch, it was just laid next to her and they goes, oh, we don't know how it goes on, and I was like, like that, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, how, did they get, how did they get Thanos? How, did you ask him how they got it? Well, they're going to start taking pre-orders on Zavi.com in UK soon for all four pieces. So basically, I think Sideshow sent... They said it came in no art box. It just came in a normal box. Um, the rest came in the art boxes and that came in a normal box. Uh, they said it took two people to actually carry the box. Um, and they said that they couldn't believe the actual weight of it. And it's it's not been confirmed, but it's been it's pretty good rumored to be thirty five kilograms, which is seventy seven pounds, which is a lot. I think so. Yeah, that is. It, it, listen, I lift. I took the gauntlet off, and it was the same weight as pretty much Carnage's body, probably a bit more. I was like, it, it is very yeah. heavy. If and you had a video, I, if you had a cameraman with you, though, the best shot would have been you lifting up Thanos and trying to run out the Comic Con with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, awesome. if, if I admit, actually, to be fair, the guy at Zavi was really cool. Um, he took our business card and said he'll give me a call. He, he was like, and he was like the big guy who deals with like all the Zavi stuff for like their website and that. Um, and he he was really cool about it. It was like, yeah, do you, as long as as long as you don't break it, that's fine. So I was like, I had the head off, I was taking the gauntlet off, battery pack out, I was bloody taking his arms off, I was I was literally, my hand was in the cookie jar and I could not believe that this was happening because everything I've seen of people seeing Thanos was either behind glass or there was security guards pretty close or anything like that and literally there were kids walking up and playing with his hands and stuff like that. I don't understand, I think they understood what they had. And Alex actually said that he would have probably gone if he didn't know and it would have been there. And it would have been cool for him to be there, actually. It would have been cool to have a beer and stuff and, and um, get some... Uh, if I had a cameraman, I probably would have got better footage. My footage was quite all over the place because I was, I was pretty excited. But, like, the foot- if I had a cameraman, I would have done an actual interview for it and, like, probably measured it up and stuff like that. I don't know. He I thought the video massive. was pretty good. It got me excited, so... I remember I was oh, yeah, waiting. I thought we did, I, yeah, I thought we did. I thought we did a pretty good job for our first Collectorverse Con coverage. I think it was pretty good. I, I'm really excited for people to see it. Yeah, well, to be fair, that was my highlight. Um, that was my highlight of, of. I cannot wait to get this piece now. I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed, even the regular. Do you know what? I would go out and buy the regular now if I didn't have the exclusive. I would because that regular head is really nice. I know the exclusive is amazing, but the regular is still worth the money. And as soon as this gets in hand, if there's any left on the website, they're going. They're gone. Just so. So if you want it, get it. Because as soon as this gets in hand and people start posting reviews and photos and they see the size of it, see the actual... It is the solidest statue I've ever touched. It is solid. I'm not even kidding. The throne, everything, it's like a brick wall. The, the the only I said I said in my on my post on Facebook the only PVC bits and the only reason I know of the PVC is the bendability on them is the shoulder pad the big shoulder pad bit which I can understand why they would do that but you can't tell it looks like PVC the Predator bus you can see it looks like PVC but this you can't and the loincloth bit in the middle yeah, I think it wraps around him and it sort of connects at the back 
That's the bits, only bits. I don't know about the spine because it's very small. It's very attached to his chest. So it's hard to actually get in there. And because it's so small, you can't bend it and stuff. It feels in the middle between resin and PVC. So it could be either. You won't, you really can't tell. I don't want to go out on a limb and say it's either or. But, but yeah, it was an amazing piece. The other one that surprised me of those four, Carnage, I liked when I first got there. By the time I left, I didn't like it. It was it, it felt washed out. The, the replacement hand was as light as a feather, and I don't I just didn't like it. The the venom I'm not a fan of. It's it, the texture on the skin's bad, man. It is it's bad. And the base it's got this, it's got them them hexagonal bases, and the actual statue base bit sits for some reason really far to the back left, and you've got this big bit of black around the front right. I do not understand why it's not central. I don't. I don't understand why, I don't know if that's defective or what, but I don't understand why it's not central and why they've got a big black bit at the front. The only saving grace on that statue, if anyone's getting it, is the head. The actual tongue head's amazing. But the one that was the second place behind Thanos, because no one's beating him, was Jane Foster. And I'm actually going to re-order this, going to reorder this because it's it's amazing. It is great, honestly. If you want, if you like anything to do with Thor or Jane Foster, get it. Because the head sculpt alone is really good. So I'm going to re-get that. Uh, it was a good Comic Con. I was tired, but listen, I didn't get home. I set off at like five. I didn't get home till like ten. I was absolutely knackered yesterday. I'm like Ian. I felt how old I am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm off to Birmingham <laughs> again in a couple of weeks. At least in Birmingham, I've got Johnny to back me up. So that'll be pretty cool. And in Birmingham, I'm probably going to be spending a bit more time meeting some first figures fans and stuff like that. So it's a bit less sort of. It was it was a Funko Funko fest. Put it this way. Funko had the biggest line all day. They were massive. Obviously, I got to walk straight in, like, but the actual people queuing to get into the actual booth to buy the Funko Pops were was huge. And the exclusives that they were selling, there was a Hulk from Thor Ragnarok with the beads around his neck and stuff. That was selling really well. There was an Emperor set um, from Star Wars. There was a Rick and Morty set that was selling really well. There was a, a Chrome Bat, Black Batman or something. There was a few exclusives that were selling and they were really going fast. Apart from that, lots of little stalls and lots of little, little traders selling stuff. There was a lot of big gaming stuff there. There was Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, a lot of VR stuff. So it was a good. It was a good day. I was really, I really enjoyed it. I think I'd like to go to San Diego. I reckon it's, I reckon it's a different ball game there. But I mean, what do you think, Rick? To what you saw, because you've seen a bit. And w- w- would you have liked to have gone to one? I know you couldn't go to yours, but. Um, honestly, to see that Thanos, uh, that would have been a highlight for me uh, to, to get to see it in person because I have been contemplating buying that one forever <laughs> since they first showed it. Um, it's just the price is the only thing that I've hesitated on. Uh, but man, after seeing that, I trying to find a way, that's for sure, because it is it looks amazing. So I would love to have it. Put it this way, I've seen those other pieces um, that were there and this is literally worth the money. It is. It's worth the money. In fact, a few people today have actually decided to go to London Comic Con just to see it. And there's been a few pictures put up from different people. <laughs> nice. I know Gary Speed messaged me earlier saying, um, how much is it to get in, blah, blah, blah. I know Alex was going to go. I know he's got a lot on this weekend, so he probably couldn't make it. It would have been nice to see a Red Titan review. I know Gio's on holiday. Gio is not happy right now. There is literally a bar <laughs> getting smashed up somewhere, wherever he is. Because he's like, why does this happen while I'm on holiday? Seriously, because Gio would have been like down there like a shot. 
He would have been all, all over that stuff. It would, and he could have probably carried it out and ran off with it and no one would have stopped him. So <laughs> so that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Who would have stopped Gio? I would stop him. If I was a security guard, I'd be like, it's yours, mate. Just keep walking. <laughs> just keep walking. Just, just, just pretend that you're moving it for him, Dustin. <laughs> so... Anyway, let's move on to topic two. I think we've covered the cons. I'm looking forward to the, getting the footage. I'm going to try and edit it as quick as I can. Obviously, I've got the chat to edit. Um, some interesting news on the um, the awards. We've got uh, quite a bit of stuff coming this week for actual video that I need to edit in for the special award. And it's it's been a big eye opener. I've been very knocked back this week from Vic's family. So uh, listen, you're not going to want to miss them awards. And I'm actually. I got a bit emotional the other day, so I hope everybody else feels it like I did. So I can't wait to show you that one. Anyway, topic two we're going to get into, which is something that's been pretty big. I know this airs the following Monday, but the week that we filmed this has been pretty big. And that is, what's more important? Materials and what a statue is made of, or how the finished look is? Does it matter if it looks amazing because it's made out of PVC or it's made out of resin? So I want to talk to Rick first about what his opinion is. Are you big on materials? You've, it's got to be made out of this. Or because it's behind the best of glass or because it's behind in a cabinet, does it matter what it actually is made of as long as it looks amazing? So Rick, tell me what you think, mate. Well, um, I can say from personal experience, I've owned just about every material, statue, figure, every size you can think of. Um, but I, I can say this. You can, you can hide a lot of the... Uh, PVC and um, other sort of imperfections if you have a statue under good lighting. I'll say that for certain. So, yeah, you can. I mean, you could deceive people if you had the right lighting and they wouldn't be able to tell it's PVC if they didn't touch it. But here, here's my issue with it. I think um, if I go out and I spend, um, you know, some couple of dollars, you know, $20, $30 on a little plastic figure, um, that I'm expecting it not to be that well done. <laughs> so I'm getting what I paid for. However, if I've got a uh, 70, you said 70 something pounds or whatever, um, Thanos, I would expect it to be expensive. Um, there is something to the weight of it too, but I, what I'm concerned about is why the uh, PVC statues that are coming out are just as expensive as the polystone and, and resin ones. I'm not, I'm not understanding that. Um, the one that sort of bothered me was initially was the Wolf Predator bust. Um, the, it's plastic, basically. It's, it's a PVC like plastic and it's, it's $650, and I'm just not understanding where that $650 is as far as the statue. Um, and, and I had the same opinion about the Swamp Thing that just recently went up for pre-order. I think, what is it like? Is it like $800 or something like that for the, the Swamp Thing from Sideshow? I think it's something like something that. Right. Some, something like that, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like $800. And it's, gonna, it's basically going to be along the same lines, from what I can tell, as that, swamp, that uh, Predator bust. Is that kind of the impression you guys got? Is that, yeah, that's that's kind of um, what I thought. Well, I, I, I did get that impression, but then we actually reached out to Sideshow um, personally to get an, a response, and they got back to me, and they was, and I'll go into more of it when I discuss it, but they basically said there's a reason why it's made out of that, so I'll get more into that when I talk about it. But it's they're, they're trying, I don't think they're going to have a repeat of the Predator bust, so... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't, if I pay $800 just on a personal like taste and preference, I, I don't want it to be made out of PVC. I just, I'm not, I'm not personally paying $800 for a PVC anything or 600 for a PVC anything. Now, 
would I would I spend um, if I was buying like a cheap um, you know plastic uh, Funko item or something? And it's yeah, I'd spend a few bucks on one of those, no big deal. But we're talking about high end statues, and I don't know what the I, there's 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 arguments about shipping and breakages and and PVC versus the polystone and stuff like that. Me personally, I will make exceptions and buy a PVC piece if it's well done enough. But for the most part, it's going to matter to me if there's not any weight to it and there's not any substance to it. And I don't feel like it's expensive. And that's what I'm worried about with the plastic is, is plastic to me has a, a, a less expensive feel to it. And I think it's okay with like a hot toy or something like that because we're talking about, you know, whatever plastic they use. I mean, we know it's a posable figure. It's not a statue. So that's a different ball game, but you won't see me buying any of these high-end PVC pieces anytime soon, just from a personal level. Um, I'm going to stick with the polystone pieces. Um, Ian, what do you think about that? Well, I'm going to stick with the you know the non-PVC as well. But if I'm looking to save money, or if I like an item and it's not too expensive, like this Darth Maul right here by Kota Bakuya, this is one of my favorite PVC pieces. When you look at it in real life, it doesn't look like PVC unless you get really close to it. Um, there, PVC has a lot of good qualities. You know, you can put it up on a shelf. You know, it's, you don't have to worry about 70 pounds falling, you know, off the shelf at all or onto the ground. But another thing is that the mater material versus look. All right. I like the mixed media. I like the fabric on some pieces, you know, but then on some pieces, I like the sculpted look. Of the of the clothes so, or the mixed media, for example, the XM Darth Maul. I think that's all pretty much sculpted. Uh, his his outfit is sculpted. I think that looks phenomenal. But if you put that that uh, that outfit as material on the same statue, I don't think it has the same effect. Now, on the other side, if you take the Darth Maul premium format from Sideshow and you make that a sculpted outfit and take away the mixed media. I don't think it looks as good. So it's both an example of how each item benefits from different material in the mixed media. What do you think, Richard? Um, I'll get into my personal opinion in a minute. I want to tell everybody a bit of what... I try and recall a bit of what Sideshow actually said. Um, they said that the reason it's there for a reason. The actual detail that they want to get on this thing and... The, what they want to actually achieve, they felt PVC was the best way to go. Now, if you go on their website, they started to put try and communicate with people a lot better, and they're trying their best to do it. Now, they started putting what the actual materials of each piece is on the pre-orders, and it says on the Swamp Thing, resin and vinyl. So there is some resin. It's not all PVC. So this big thing about it's all PVC... I think it's a bit exaggerated. I don't think it is completely PVC. I think there is a lot of PVC. I f they, they said that the, the actual advancements they've made in PVC sculpting, they can do a lot more with it. It's not purely about cutting costs. In fact, they said it actually costs more pr for them to manufacture it this way. So they said that the, there is a reason they've done it. They were expecting some blowback from it. They were expecting people to, to say, wow, PVC, blah, 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 for it. And I'm not defending their choices. I'm not. I agree with a lot of people. I'm a resin person, a polystone person. I think that that holds a lot of weight, and I think that that is important. But the sculpt that Commodore did was 
for some reason better done in PVC. Now they said that they, they used the same technique on the Internesivus Raptors, the alien piece. And that turned out really nice actually. So I think this is one of them when people get in hand, they'll judge it then. If it turns out to be amazing and the detail and it looks incredible, people might say, okay, we threw our toys out the pram. We said it was PVC, but do you know what? This thing looks incredible. Now, can I ask you guys, how often, what, after the first couple of weeks, how often do you go up and feel your statues? Um, very rarely do I pick them up or move them around other than just dusting. Uh, so, yeah, I don't feel of them that often. No, just look at them. Yeah, I won't touch. I, I will not touch them unless I have to move them. Usually when I set them up, uh, I, I, I move them around quite a bit just to make sure that I've got the perfect spot for them. But after that, I don't touch them at all. Yeah, I think that this whole it's PVC thing has a bit to do with resale. And as much as I know a lot of collectors will say, well, I don't buy things to sell. Well, none of us do, hopefully. But there is a there is still that opportunity in the future. Something could happen. There could be some illness or there could be something. And you have to sell stuff. So in order to sell stuff, it being PVC is like a bit of a bad PR event. So to actually sell it, maybe they're worried that with it being PVC, they're not going to get resale value. Now, I've been on eBay lately. And I don't think anything's getting resale value. No. I think the second no. the second hand market is really dropping. I have it's seen terrible. this week... The the Gamora, the latest Gamora that they brought out, three hundred and fifty pounds for the latest Gamora. I've seen Allied charge Captain America for four hundred. Somebody yep. just sold a Hulk versus Wolverine for five hundred pounds. Yeah, Rick yeah. and I were just talking about this. Yeah, we were. Rick just and I were just talking about this. Yeah, we were. And let me tell you, look at the XM prices. Just look at them in the secondary market, and just look how they're dropping. That's just XM, you know. And if you don't even count sideshow, sideshow prices. They're dropping like crazy. I mean, there's statues that aren't selling at prices that if you had asked me a year ago that, that nobody had bid on it, I would have been shocked. And now we're talking like this is just a year's time and now no one's even touching them. They're going unsold. Like, it's unbelievable. I think I, yeah. I think there's two factors in play here. I think we've got one of older collectors who were used to older prices getting out and saying, okay, I'm mm -hmm. done because I can't afford to keep in it. So they're selling all the pieces but realizing that Everyone else is doing the same thing, so it's getting flooded with pieces. And you've also got, I think, a lot of people can't collect. I think they're literally mm -hmm. being priced out, and we've talked, we've talked about pricing, so I won't get into it. But it's, yeah, but you know what else, Richard? You know what else? Hey, Richard, real quick. But it might be that people have too many pieces, you know, and the collectors mm -hmm. don't want to buy more pieces. I mean, it could be our greatest enemy, space. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it could be. But I mean, do, do you know this is this is this is a buyer's market. It's a seller's hell. This is this is yeah. if you're just waiting to start a collection, if you want to get into this hobby, this is the time to go on eBay and get your pieces and get some get yourself started because they're going cheap. I mean that Gamora for three hundred and fifty pounds, three hundred and fifty pounds for a piece that came out last year or this year, pretty much. It's yeah. like it's craziness. That Hulk versus well, Wolverine for five hundred pounds. And Let me say Daredevil. Something. Yeah, go on, mate. No, I just go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I just want to say something because I know there's a lot of new collectors, and some of them have been watching our show. I just wanted to give a little advice on related to that. Before you start collecting, make sure you know what you're doing, and then when you know what you're planning and what you're what you <laughs> want in your collection, 
<laughs> do not just buy a bunch of stuff because the, the urge is when you first start to buy, buy, buy. Be careful with that because, like we just said, the resale market is terrible. And everyone that I've been talking to lately has said trading is the way that people are going to. So if you're expecting to sell some of these statues, you might want to be cautious and careful and don't just buy something on a whim because you may be stuck with it six months later and nobody wants it. So just be careful. That's just a little advice I had to throw out. And that's advice from the Rogue Rick. Rogue Rick. Yeah, Rogue listen. Rogue Rick said he, so. He, he's been to... He, he, He's been to the other side. He's seen. Yeah. He's seen the light. Yeah, I have. He's been. To, he, he he used. To, this is this is pure Rick we're talking about. This man preorders <laughs> more. This man preorders more things than anybody. So true. So basically, listen to him, people. He knows what he's talking about. Yep. Um, so yeah. So there's pieces like the Daredevil premium format. I nearly ordered for four hundred pounds. The original Daredevil premium format. Wow. Where he's lunging forward and stuff. Yeah, it's craziness. I reckon for the price of Thanos, I could get like four pieces. Yeah, you could. On, the, on eBay. Mm -hmm. Probably, yeah. And bus, legendary scale bus are going for £200. Like the Daredevil, the um, the Mystique, stuff like that. The the uh, Emma Frost, the booby lady one. It's like £190. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually Emma thought Frost. about getting a bus collection. Yeah, yeah, that's a different kind of bus right there. Yeah, That Emma is Frost a literal is... bus, yeah. yeah. Every time you see Emma Frost, it's like basically all tits and nothing else. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. We've co we've covered that topic quite a bit. Have we? I, I don't know if we have. We should go over it again. I don't think we have. I can't. I can't, hey, I can't believe we haven't mentioned what we mentioned every episode. Yeah, why haven't we? No, had we're, an not about... we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um, hey, we, we we were on PVC. We were on the uh, materials versus looks. Can I can I add one more thing to that? No, I just want to sum it up quickly. Uh, go on, nice, no, right, cool. Oh, no, it's all good. Go ahead, Richard. I'm joking, you moron. Get talking. How much does PVC and resin play in the shipping costs? Just a, just a thought. You know, I mean, if you're shipping mo an item that's mostly P PVC, it's going to cost a lot less for shipping. I know you guys over in the UK and in Europe, you guys pay a, a buttload for shipping. So It does cost less, yeah. I mean, weight-wise. I want to yeah, also... Uh, I want to clear some up around that actually because I put a comment saying that I got contacted by Sideshow and my Deadpool is going to be delayed by a month, and I was like, "Why?" Because I was I was bloody looking forward to that thing coming next week or week after. Um, I was going to take down for Rad Titan to review and everything, um, and they said, "Oh, it's been shipped for our international web warehouse." And I was like, "This is the first I've heard for international warehouse." So anyway, I contacted that I contacted Sideshow and said, "Does this mean no more import fees?" For people in Europe, because that would be amazing. Because do you know what? That is what literally sends a statue overpriced for us, because we have to pay import fees, and it's twenty percent. So anyway, I contacted them. I haven't heard back yet, but somebody else said that they got also shipped a piece from an international warehouse, and they paid import fees. So I don't know where it actually is. I just said it would be amazing if this was true. So by the time this airs, I'll probably know if it is. But do you know what? It would be if you if you're watching sideshow. It would be a smart move to get a European warehouse. It would be a very smart move to get a European warehouse and get everything shipped there for the European people. Because I would buy twice as many statues if I could. Because the amount of import fees I would save would be ridiculous. So anyway, note for later. Okay, right now we're going to talk about something that is not statue. It is, but it's not statues. This topic is basically so you like dolls. 
which I love that title, the best title we've had so far. <laughs> Basically, I know personally there is a stigma and there is a bit of a frowning on from statue collectors, some of them, on figures. And especially pe- and people who collect figures. They basically think they're dolls. Yep, yep, exactly. You got a tea party going on, Rick. Um, basically, yeah, yeah I so do. they think the do- they think they think they're dolls and that they're not as good as statues. So I want to talk to the guys. And what do you think about this? Because art is art to me. So I don't see this point. But I know that there is people that look down on figure collectors. So Ian, what do you think to figures and also these people that actually look down on figure collectors? Well, no one should look down on anybody in the collecting world. You know, part of the, being a collector is enjoying other people's collections, no matter how different or diversified they are from what we're used to. I mean, that's part of the thrill of our our hobby is seeing other people's collection and being happy for other people. You know, 100 years ago, or even less than 100 years ago, artists that used to make dolls, you know, they were that was considered an art when you made a doll or a, a figure uh, I just got done watching that movie Annabelle, which is creepy as hell, by the way. But in the movie, they have a doll maker, and his art setup looks a lot like what you would see at Sideshow. You know, you have the paint brushes, you have the uh, the different pieces of the doll, and uh, you know, I know a lot of people do like the you know the Hot Toys or the the one the one six scale figures. It's just. It is such an art form, and the portraits, I know we've talked about it on here, are second to none. I don't know why people look down on them. The only thing I can think of is the fact that it's just price, you know? It's, hey, look what I have. I have a more expensive item than what you have, so therefore it's better. Um, It's just two different fundamentals of statue collecting, in my opinion. You know, one is an artistic art form of you know, a doll and one's an artistic art form of a statue. You know, I, I don't know which one's better. I know what I like personally. Uh, I do like some hot toys, uh, but I, I just don't have them. Uh, I, I rather save my money for a statue and I'm not, I uh, mean, I don't want to rag on them, but I will say this on the boxes of the statues, it doesn't say toys. It says adult collectibles. Now on Hot toys, it says it's a toy. It's a hot toy. You know, it doesn't say this is an adult collectible, I don't think. I mean, I haven't seen any any comment on there like that. But, you know, I think that says it all. The statues are adult collectibles, and the 1-6 hot toys are toys. What do you think, Rick? Well, I just want you to take a look at your screen right now. See this face right here? Buy a damn hot toy. Buy a damn hot toy. How can you beat that? Come on, Prime 1, not even close. Sorry, guys, I love Prime 1, but, you know, likenesses, there's just no comparison. So, Hot Toy people out there, I got your back. But um, I really do like Hot Toys. I actually am a statue collector, almost like exclusively. I have two Hot Toys, to be honest with you. Little, I know, big reveal right now, the, hot, the guy that says buy a damn Hot Toy has two Hot Toys. But I'll say this, the Hot Toys are not an inferior product. They're not, you're not a, a less of a collector if you buy hot toys. It is a different, different animal in the collecting world. It's just the same way as people who collect pop figures. You either like them or you don't. And they are not a doll. You know, I have some Barbie dolls sitting over here in the corner, um, so somewhere. Um, some Barbie dolls, you know, um, that I like to dress and undress in my free time. Um, it's not creepy. You know, I, there's nothing weird about it. I spent some time in the, in the Barbie section at, at Walmart. It's not weird, guys, okay? So let's not laugh about it. 
But I, I do <laughs> I do have a few hot toys and a lot of statues, and they're both valid um, collecting options. But I will say this: um, there, the the stigma around the the, the statue and and the the hot toy thing. It, it's there's a there's sort of an old guard of people who are statue people, and a lot of them are pretty fair and and nice about you know hot toys. But every once in a while, you get some hate people that collect hot toys. I just I think they're just a different personality. It's like if someone goes and buys a Ferrari and another person buys a Corvette. I don't think there's any difference or any kind of worse situation. But I will say for myself, um, I'm not a hot toy collector. And it's not because I don't think they're great. It's just because I prefer statues. It's just a preference thing. So, um, and I'm joking about the Barbies. I don't own any Barbies, but it's still funny anyway to say. But uh, I'll pass it on to Richard. <laughs> well, I think Zerick is the um, Barbie collector. I saw on the Halloween special that's going out tomorrow that um, Zerick collects Barbies and My Little Ponies and stuff like that. So I think. Oh, he, he does. Yeah. Yeah. We. we I, I, do you know what? I actually miss Zerick. I think Zerick is a part of us all now. I think that Zerick, Zerick will always be in the memory of most people. So I can't. I, I, I wish Halloween next year was here, but we'll probably have to book him like six months in advance because I think he's pretty busy now. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> world hey, tour. We should have a surprise Halloween, a surprise Halloween episode sometime. You know, in the mid in the mid future. Mate, honestly, he's. I talked to his agent. He's like, no, no, he's completely booked up. He's he's doing um, he's doing the James Corden show and everything. He's really, really slammed. So you know, what I mean, Zerik Zerik will be back when he can, but it might not be the same Zerik. We'll have to see. Um, as far as hot toys, I don't like it when anyone says calls it a doll. It's not a doll. Do you know what I mean? My toddler has dolls. They're not. It's a completely different thing. I think that statue collectors need to realise that hot toys have probably the best head sculpts of any collectible. Probably do. Best head sculpt. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? Statues would be lucky to get JC hung away from there because and then and I would throw if I was side charged for whatever money is needed, although it'd probably break their partnership with Hot Toys, so to get him because their head sculpts are insane and they're probably the best likenesses movie-wise that you'll ever see. Now, they're attached to a figure. They are not a statue. And it's not, it's again, plastic. It's not um, resin. But also the tailoring on Hot Toys is probably the best I've ever seen as well. The actual Doctor Strange just came out the tailoring and that's really amazing. The, the, um, the prep Punisher. There, there was a lot of Hot Toys at the Comic-Con well, the one and that I, I just the, the one that I just had, if you check out his like his suit, um, Superman's cape and everything, it's freaking amazing. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I think there needs to be, I think there needs to be a lot less hate from statue collectors towards Hot Toys and towards six scale figures because not everyone can collect a piece that's five hundred dollars each. So people have to say, okay, I have to think more reasonably because you know what. They have bills, they have rent, they have food, they have, you know what I mean, nappies or whatever. So they have to think about what can they afford. And because just because they can't afford statues like some people can, they can afford a hot toy. That's great. They're collecting something. They love it. So just, you know what, support them. Don't be like, oh, well, he's collecting dolls. Because, do you know what, he could collect chuffing China teacups from the 16th century and I'd still be like, yeah, he's a collector. 
Seriously, I don't give a shit what you collect. I, I'd love to have a topic one day about get a lot of people and like talk about what they actually collect. It could be anything. It could be chuffing German beer mats. You know, what I mean, I don't give a shit. So just, just they've got a passion. If you're passionate about something, I'll, I've got time for you. Seriously, I've whether you statues, your figures, your Funkos. People look down Funkos as well. People see Funkos as this commercial second-rate product, but they sell more than statues. A shitload more. They they are probably bigger in as far as market value than statues. The longest queue I saw wasn't for Thanos. It was for a Hulk Funko Pop. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's the way it was because, at Stan Lee, too. The Hot Topic line was wrapped around the whole damn L.A. Convention Center. Exactly. So you can't dismiss that and say, oh, well, these people don't matter. Because do you know what? Statues, I've seen them a lot in person now. They're amazing. They are amazing. But this is a, a hard economic climate we're in. So some people have to get their collecting fix from cheaper things like Hot Toys and Funkos, and when I say cheaper, I mean financially, not actual in-person getting something. I admit some Funko Pops have bad paint and stuff like that, but the Hot Toys, you barely see a bum note. I mean, back me up on this, but as far as Hot Toys go, how many QC issues do you see? How many QC issues do you hear coming up about? I don't, I just have to, I have to say, yeah, and speaking of that, how many, how many complaints do you hear about Hot Toys? I mean, I, I, I I read stuff all the time from Hot Toys collectors and, I, you know, I'm in some groups and stuff and, my gosh, I mean, the amount of positive feedback they get from the collect, it's like, it's crazy. Like, I, they're great. What's wrong with them? I mean, find me a bad Hot Toy. I don't know. I just don't see many, to be honest with you. But the thing is with the Funko Pops, Richard, is that, you know, there's a lot of people who, who can afford higher collectibles that still collect the Funko Pops. And I think a lot of it is, they like the thrill of the hunt on those Funko Pops because you could go to Walgreens and find something. You can go to a Hot Topic and find something different. For the Funko Pops, it's, it's the thrill. It's the hunt. With the statues, it's, it's not really about that. Yeah, I think the statues, you know they're coming. You've pre-ordered them a year before. The Funko Pops, it's like grabbing a treasure. You know what I mean? It's like grabbing something new. And I, I, collect, I collect pretty much... All three. I'm start. I've got a hot toy coming. I collect a couple of Funkos. Um, I've got statues. So I collect all three, and I'm I'm starting to get this room. As you can see behind me, this is the workstation where all the video editing goes on. But I'm starting to turn this into a set. This room, and there's going to be loads of collectibles behind me, and there will be Funkos, there will be hot toys, and there will be statues. And I'm not going to be ashamed because I collect Funkos. I don't give. I don't really give a shit. You can look down on me. You can elitist me. I don't really care. I collect Funkos because I like them. I think they're really I think they're a decent product. They're cheaper to collect. And I don't know, I just I don't see the elitist thing like most some statue collectors do. Not most, sorry, some I just don't see how statues are this superior product. Hot toys are here and Funkos are down here. I just see that as very one minded. And single-minded, so I, I don't really, I don't really buy into that. Uh, if you collect Funkos, fair play to you. Can I interject here? I just want to say one more thing. There's another level to this too. You know, there's people who collect life-size statues, and that's a whole. Who nother... are these people? Who are these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. What? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I see him. I see him making that K2SO. 
Mm-hmm. Even if I had nine grand, I would not spend it on a life-size K2SO. So who the friggin' hell is buying a life-size K2SO? I actually might message Sideshow and say, can you tell me how many of these you sell? Because I want to know who yeah. the friggin' hell is buying a life-size K2SO that is bigger than my living room. Well, I'll say, I, like, I, I, I agree, not... but it's one of those things where if you have that kind of money and you have a full collection of those, I guess more power to you. I mean, if you can afford them. I just couldn't possibly. I can't even dream of having one, much less a whole collection of them. But yeah. But what would you do insane. with it? They're it would probably not fit in your living room. It would not fit in your living room, Rick. You'd have to take no, the it ceiling wouldn't. off. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about you're talking about collectors like Bruce Wayne in the old old Batman movie. Yeah. With <laughs> Remember where he opens that door and he's got all the collections of the different. Uh, the different statues and armor from the different centuries. I mean, that's what I could see the life-size figures, what kind of house that they, those go into. Real quickly, the life-size, have you guys seen the NECA life-size uh, foam uh, figures that they sell for like a thousand bucks? Have you guys seen yeah, any yeah, of those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the there Spider-Man. is an affordable, yeah, there's a more affordable option if you are wanting a life-size figure, I guess you could call it. Um for a th- for like a thousand bucks, it's foam. It's foam material, but it's still cool looking, I guess. It's it, you don't collect those things that you have to blow up, do you? Those life size figures. Uh, blow up, <laughs> blow up <Donald. laughs> I was gonna do an uh, I was gonna do an unboxing of that, but I I thought maybe the community yeah. might kick me out. I don't know. I, I I think I would enjoy seeing that. I I want to see at least one of those unboxings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the last topic before this gets not even R rated. Something friggin' else rated. Um, right, the last the last topic is something that I wanted to address purely because I don't see this. This is something that really baffles me, and I wanted to talk about: Is competition healthy? I want to know: Is it healthy, or is it just a distraction? And also. Why competition between companies, between channels, is seen as threatening? Because I think, and I'll get into it in a bit, there is enough fan base and enough people out there buying statues for everyone to do well, succeed, and to be part of this community. So I want to first shoot it to Rick to get his thoughts before I come back to me. Yes, um, so... Um, first off, my channel is not competition to anybody, if anybody's been to it. So no worries there. You guys are good. Um, but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, um, competition, I, why, what are we competing for, I guess, is, is the question. I don't I don't understand why we can't all have our own channels and our own sort of like niche um, things that we do. I mean, I, if, if I, you know, if. We, we have a good relationship with Rad Titan, of course. Um, we love those guys, uh, Alex and Gio. But, it, you know, they're, they're not direct competition to us in my mind because they're doing a different sort of chat than we do. So I don't see the CV show and, and their Rad Titan chat as a competition because I watch their chat for fun. I, can turn, I enjoy it. So And I don't feel like they're, they're doing anything, you know, that's competing with us. I feel like we're just in the same boat. We're in it together. Same way with... Uh, you know, Marvelous Statues and George does his chat, um, you know, Statue Review, all those guys, guys, they're just doing different sort of things. And and even if they did the exact same thing, why can't we just watch both of them? It's kind of like how many superhero TV shows are there out there? You know, like you've got like The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, you know, you've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all those. D- d- don't a lot of people just watch them all? I mean, d- d- do you just pick one and like, I, oh, I only like this one. No, we watch them all. Daredevil, all those. 
I don't understand why we can't all coexist and just have our our channels and then you know I know one thing about statue collectors they're they're fanatical about statues right am I right about that I mean I, I got friends all around the statue community and they are all just nuts about statues and there's people like that that's nuts about pops and and hot toys if they're like me and a lot of them are they'll watch every one of those channels <laughs> they'll watch all the videos from all the channels because they just want to see more statue stuff so I know the same people that watch Rad Titan, they watch, you know, Collectorverse, um, they watch Statue Review, Marvel Statues. It's okay, we can watch them all. Um, in the same way with just like our review channels. If I watch a review from Ian, a, a Batman piece on there, I can go to somebody else's channel that maybe I just saw for the first time, watch the, the, the same thing again with the same statue and get a different perspective. So why can't we just enjoy everything and not, not try to, you know, tear each other's throats out? Second thing I'll say as far as companies, the only thing I have against all the statue companies that's been popping up, and there's a lot of them, is I feel like there is an oversaturation um, with statues right now. I think that there's so many companies making so many statues that it's affected the market, and it's confused people about what they want to buy. So it's not their fault. It's just there might be, and I can't believe I'm saying this because some people might get mad, um, and I don't really care, but I'm just going to say it. There might be too many statues coming out. <laughs> just I'm just going to say it. There's too many statues coming out. I'm sorry. Um, I love all these companies. I won't name any names, but we have way too many statues coming out. Let's get some focus going with some of these companies. But that's all I have to say. Love all you guys. I'm not screwing everybody today. Love everybody. Different day. Different, <laughs> different day, different story. I love everyone. Buy a hot toy. On to Ian. Ian, what you got? What you got Ian? to say? Well, hey, check it out. It competition is absolutely necessary within the companies and i absolutely disagree with rick on this there needs to be more statues the more statues the more competition the better product you're going to get from the companies the you know the less uh the the less quality will start dropping off as the competition gets more difficult unfortunately as the competition grows so will the prices but i will say this companies have to have the competition, collectors do not. It has no place in the collecting community. Now, I am fairly new uh, to collecting. I've only been in it for a few years. Now, before I started this whole YouTube and, and filming of, of items and, and, and pieces of art and statues, I didn't realize how much competition on YouTube there is. I mean, if I don't watch, there's one guy. Okay. And if I don't watch him, he messages me saying, hey, dude, did you miss the show? You know? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I to be fair, have, I to be fair Ian, to, to, be, to be fair, Ian, you are on the show, so you should watch it. Jesus, I'll stop messaging you if you don't jump in watching it. Jesus <laughs> well, Christ. you know, I feel like I film it. I don't have to watch it again, but, you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, look, the only competition I have is time. I cannot compete with time because I can't stop time. But I would love to watch every. I love watching the Odd Couple. You know, those guys are awesome. Their film uh, production is is amazing. You know, their their uh, attitudes are great. Like I feel I feel positivity coming from them every time I watch them. You know, uh, there's so many channels. I would love to watch them all. So I'm not. I don't feel like there's. I'm. I don't know. I. It's like if there was enough time, there would be no competition. But. 
you know, people are competing with time. So there's not enough time to watch an hour of Rad Titan, you know, an hour of MCE, an hour of The Odd Couple, an hour of The Batman Statue Collector. It's, you know, an hour of Immortalizing Stone or two or three hours. But it's just, it's really hard, you know, to stay with it. Uh, I do have my favorites. I'm going to keep my favorites to myself because there's a couple people out there that may be offended if I don't say you're my favorite. But, uh, yeah, no place in, in the collecting. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to be a community. We're not supposed to have sub-community. Excuse me, I was choking on my spit. We're not supposed to have sub-communities of collectors. We're supposed to, you know what, lock, lock hands and get into this collecting community together. Richard, can I counter that real quick and just say, sure. that, wh why don't why don't everybody just not do anything else except statue stuff? Like, come on, what what, what are you what are you watching sports? What's going on? Statues all the time, statues all day. <laughs> I, I think I think I need to get the Rogue Ritz Rant show going as soon as possible. It sounds like he's about to freaking burst. Um, Hold on, did you guys see that Facebook group page today that was about edition sizes and people were getting upset that the edition size was too big? Yes, I did. That actually kind of, you know, I don't get mad too much and I wasn't really mad. I was a little irked though, you know, because this piece of art, I understand that our collectors, we want to keep the value of our items, right? Because just in case... You know, we want to sell it, or if we have somebody over, we can say, hey, look what I got. You know, I got that very rare piece, but it's just for me. You know, there's a lot. I want people to, everybody share it. You know, it, it shouldn't be a, hey, look what I have compared to you. It should be a, like, if everybody could have a Thanos, how great of a world would that be, Richard? Bam. Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Honestly, I would not begrudge anybody. If you made 4,000 of those Thanoses, I would not give a shit. I really wouldn't because, you know what, he's going to sit in my room just as good as if he was made of 500 of them. I don't, I don't really give a shit about edition sizes as long as the piece comes out pretty good, like amazing. And as long as I actually get mine without a breakage, I couldn't not give a shit whether how many more there is because I'm not really a seller. So, Right, I'm going to talk about this topic and I'm going to get real about it. I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff in this hobby and for Collectiverse and a lot of people say Bad Titan are doing this MCE are doing this um, what do you feel about you doing this do you feel like you're stepping on these toes do you feel like they're stepping on your toes do you blah blah fucking blah honestly on my toddler's life Lily if Rad Titan tomorrow said they've got 10 grand investment loads of new cameras, they're going to have their own channel, blah, blah, fucking blah, whatever. I would message Alex and say, congratulations, mate, you deserve it. Because do you know what? I'm not into this, well, if Rad Titan succeeds, then you guys are not going to succeed. If um, MCE succeeds, then Rad Titan's not going to succeed. I do not buy into that. I do not. I If Alex messaged me tomorrow and asked me to do a print design for him, I would do it. I would not say I can't because we're a competitor because I don't see us as a competitor. Let's just get this out now. Collectiverse, literally on a daily basis of all our ideas and stuff, try not to be competitors. And as with this Thanos footage, I actually thought to myself, am I competing with people? And then I thought to myself, I need to let that shit go. I need to stop worrying if I'm competing with people. Because I know 
here, I'm not competing with people. I'm not trying to. I could not give a shit about competing with people. And none of us could. And if anyone in this Collectiverse group does, they'll have me to deal with. Because that is not what the Collectiverse is about. So, and, I, and I'm not a person that gets mad, but as far as the Collectiverse message and what we represent, I'm pretty passionate about it. So, you get on my fucking bad side with that, you're going to know about it. So, I think, and I said this when we first started, if you offered me getting to, to the top in this hobby and doing really well in a year, by myself, pissed a lot of people off, upset a lot of channels. Three years getting to the top is hobby. But you've brought everyone with you. You've done really well. Everyone's doing really well. The channels are doing really well. This one, a year, would not even once go through my head. It would be this one. And that is because there is enough negative and bad shit in this hobby. I will work with anyone. Anyone comes to me and says, I want to do an episode with you. I want to work with the Collectiverse. I want to do an event together. I'm always open to listening, whether it's Rad Time, whether it's MCE, whether it's The Odd Couple, whether it's Clipper King, whether it's Shatamus Prime. I will listen to all of them because the Collectiverse is not going to fucking play that shit. It's been going on long enough and people who we respect still have a bit of a mindset like that and we know that they do and we don't hold it against them because this is how the hobby has been for a long time. But we're trying to make this fucker change. And I'm trying my best to keep everything level. And to keep us on the level playing field that we want to be on. I'm not going to bend to anyone. I'm not going to cower to anyone. And I'm not going to bend over for anyone. You want to work with us. You want to do well. You want to really work together. Talk to me. But if you think that the Collectiverse is going to basically be a second fiddle to anyone it's not we've worked very hard a lot of us to get in eight in two months to where we are and we want to bring everybody with us i could bring every collector with me i would i really would and i would i mean this awards this awards is literally i have i'll give you an insight into my life the last week i've been to the doctors i've not slept much and I've literally been working a full-time job and then probably 10 hours a day working on Collectiverse. And I'm not asking for sympathy. It's my choice. I've had questions from my partner about are you doing too much work? Are the guys doing too much work? And I do it because this is what I love. This is my passion and I enjoy doing this stuff. And, that, and as far as the actual awards, we didn't have to go out and get so many giveaways. We did because, you know what? Yeah, we won't get people to vote, but also... I like making people happy in this community. I don't... There's certain groups, I'm not going to mention them, that basically is just negative shit over and over and over again. And I've stopped commenting in them groups because I, I can't deal with it. Do you know what? There's enough negative shit in this, in this life and in this fucking world without bringing it into the one thing that I turn to when I have got stress from my real job, stress from family, stress from money, stress from fucking everything. I come to this hobby to escape. To, to meet people like these guys in the group, like Rad Titan, and to talk to them and try and forget about that shit. I don't want to come onto a group and deal with it. Now, I know this has got pretty fucking deep, but I'm getting into this shit right now. So, 
I will basically work with anyone in this hobby. I'm not going to worry if they're going to be bigger than us. I'm not going to worry if they're getting better than us. Fair play to them. Do you know what? Rad Titan, MCU, these guys put a frigging shift in. And these guys work their asses off. And I'm not going to begrudge any success that comes their way. And if success does come their way, you can guarantee I'll be one of the first frigging people that message them saying congratulations. So, Richard, do you remember when we first started Collectorverse? We start, first started talking about what Collectorverse is all about. What did we say? We said that if other people succeed, then we've accomplished our mission. Listen, take the Collectorverse website. We put up pre-orders and news, yes. One, because we feel that people would expect a website of our size to have it. Two, it's nice to actually have some content from companies on the actual website so we can pull it into their profiles and stuff like that. But without every other post from our members, without our members, we are nothing. And if the day ever comes where we forget that, then I will close that website down that day because we are only as good as our members. And our members deserve every minute that we have if we can give it. So uh, the collective verse is about the community. And it will always be about the community, whether we've got an office, whether we've got two offices, whether we've got a, ch a chat show, whether we've got a, you know I mean, a live chat show. It will always be about our members. And, I can't, and the, the most thrill I get from this is getting a new member sign up. So I'm just going to say that. That is the best feeling I get when I get a new member collector company artist sign up. I wish I could get to them quicker, but I've got so many jobs on. It's, it's getting them all imported and tagged and stuff. So um, I've managed to get them all done in the last week, so I'm really happy about that. I mean, what do you guys think about Collectiverse? Because I've, I've been wanting to get this shit off my chest for a, for a couple of weeks. Because daily I get people telling me about how Rad Titan are doing, how these people are doing. And do you know what? I couldn't be happier. I cannot wait to go down and meet Alex and Gio and actually talk to him about it. And I hope we can work together in the future. So what do you guys think about the whole the Collectiverse and the competition and how some people try to make it a competition, really? Uh, yeah, I'll say, um, yeah, I'll say to me, and this is, this is honestly serious Rick for a minute. Um, those guys that in the collecting community, the statue community, I consider them family. I mean, all those guys, you know, Alex, Geo, George, it goes, list goes on and on. All the people that I talked to, Thor, Rodney, all those guys, those are family to me. I mean, I, to, to me, um, it goes more than just statues. It's a connection you have with people because of your shared passion and you just get to know these people. And honestly, you just get to love them like family. And my thought has always been if someone messes with one of, of the statue collecting family, they mess with all of us. And so I'm there to support and help and encourage people. I'm not here to compete with anybody. I'm just here to be one big happy family. And I think if there's going to be times when there's going to be people come along that all they want to do is destroy and be destructive. Well, we don't need those people in the community. So a lot of those people have had to move on. So I think it's a tight knit family and I think it needs to stay that way, but it needs to be a community that looks out for each other and not tries to tear each other down. And so far, you know, I've got a lot of good friends in the community that I, I can trust. So I, I really appreciate that. So that's just a little bit, say a little bit of my feelings on the subject. Anyway, Let's wrap this one up because I think we've gone quite long. So there's only three of us. God, I think we've figured out which one, which of the three can talk for shit. So I mean, <laughs> I think which of the five? Sorry, so it's us three. I think Johnny and Johnny and Chris are usually the ones that just get through it and just move on. It's us three that can chat forever. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. So 
So anyway, um, thanks for coming, guys, tonight. I really appreciate you two um, coming on board. I know that Johnny's probably crying because he's got man flu right now, and Chris is probably locked up in an asylum somewhere. So basically, <laughs> I want to say um, thanks for the guys for coming. Everybody at uh, London Comic Con, thanks for making me feel welcome yesterday. Everybody at LA Comic Con, thanks for making um, John, uh, Ian, Johnny, Ian feel welcome yesterday. Um, and we'll be na- back next week for episode nine. And we have two very, very special guests next week. First for figures will be in the house. Fuck yes. Yeah. They will be here. They will be here. They'll be revealing stuff about the Bowser. They'll be talking about first for figures. And I can't wait to actually get them in and talk to them about this. So see you next week for episode nine. And this has been a great episode eight. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Yep. Thank you. Peace.